Fiddle Studio podcast featuring tunes and stories from the world of traditional music and fiddling. I'm Megan Beller, and today I'll be bringing you a setting of Apple Brewers Reel from Tim Ball's new album, Upstate Crossroads. Hello, everyone. I hope you are well. Today I have a special guest. Tim Ball is a fiddler and multi-instrumentalist from Ithaca, New York, near where I grew up. If you have been to hear traditional music or been to a dance in New York State, you have probably heard Tim Ball play on the fiddle or on the guitar. He has played contra dances with Center Street and Tempest, Toonscape, also has an Irish and Celtic band called Arise and Go, and he even plays at Renaissance fairs. Very brave, uh, with the bands Empty Hats and Cantiga. Tim is also a fiddle teacher. Uh, we've taught together in Rochester at a fiddle camp at the Connect School. Also taught at some fiddle camps you might have heard of at Pinewoods and Ashokan. Oh, Ashokan. Very nice, Tim. When I read through Tim's bio, he mentioned some albums that he grew up listening to in his parents' record collection that I also listened to from my dad. But I love Tim's fiddling, and I wanted to bring that to you today. To start off, Tim, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. It's really fun to talk to you. I'm I'm assuming that's the Fennigs record in, in your dad's collection. All-Stars, yep. <laughs> yep. It's a classic. Fennig's All-Star String Band, Saturday Night in the Provinces. I, I do not know how many times I've listened to that. Oh, my goodness. Well, Tim, just to start off with, how did you get started on the fiddle? Was it your first instrument, violin or fiddle? It was not. When I was five or so, my dad came home from somewhere with two penny whistles and an instruction book, and he kind of... He stayed a couple pages ahead of me in the book for a few weeks, and then I just ran with it and played a whole bunch of tunes. I recently actually found this book of penny whistle tablature that my dad made for me way back when. And then and then you can see when I started making it for myself, the, the handwriting sort of went downhill. But there's like 50 tunes of Penny Whistle Tablature in there. I'd completely forgotten about that. But that's how I started. I started playing fiddle in, I think, summer after third grade. I went to my first lesson, and I, I have no idea how much setup my teacher did at my first lesson. But I remember coming back the next week with one or two of these Penny Whistle tunes that I had just sort of decided to figure out on the violin. <laughs> you sound like a dream student. <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> you are into it already. Yep. Wow. First instrument was penny whistle. That's cool. I mean, I don't play it anymore, really. I, I sort of can, but, but not really. <laughs> well, Tim, I know that you had a career that involved touring and performing and teaching. And then with the coronavirus lockdown, uh, many of us musicians were really hit hard. Uh, those things couldn't be done in person anymore. But actually, I remember my dad, who lives in Ithaca also, mm -hmm. talking to me about these lunchtime concerts that you did performing. Do you want to say anything about that? You did a lot of them. 
Yeah, I did every weekday at lunchtime, 1230 to one o'clock for 10 weeks, kind of the first 10 weeks of the pandemic, which seems like three lifetimes ago at the minute. But it was sort of a time and place that I felt like I could give people some form of connection and, I don't know, a schedule for their day, or many of us were suddenly lacking. Yeah. <laughs> in, in terms of like how that affected my broader career, it definitely made a lot of space to think about a solo album. It wasn't the thing that made me do it. The This album was coming on pandemic or not. 2019, I'd sort of taken a little bit of a step back from doing all of the driving around and playing contra dances that I had been doing. And I it was weird. I didn't have a lot of fiddle gigs. Arise and Go had a new record in 2019. So I was gigging a lot as a guitar player. But I didn't have a lot of fiddle gigs, and I was trying to figure out what was next mm. and trying to, like, I spent a lot of time playing in contradance bands, as you know, yeah, and, and doing the band thing. I really didn't have an answer for what music do I make as a fiddle player when I'm, yeah. if it's my vision, driving the bus. And you came up with Upstate New York Fiddle, which... I think some people listening may not realize that upstate New York has a unique sound. I often right? tell people that I'm a New England fiddler, and then they'll say, oh, what what, what part of New England? I'll say, well, upstate New York. And it leads to a very <laughs> awkward exchange where they argue sure. with me. So just tell me about, about that designation, about coming to upstate New York fiddling, settling there. Right, right. Well, really, I would say... I wanted to make a record of the music that I like to play mm. and tell a story about it as traditional fiddle music. And basically everybody who talks about traditional fiddle music has this element of place where they come from. I'm from here. So I like, I can't tell Martin Hayes's story of growing up in, in Claire. Yeah. You know, I got, I got to tell my story of, of being from here. It really is an excuse to play the music that I like to play anyway. I play a lot of Irish-American music. I play a lot of New England fiddle music, lots of Canadian music. This was a thing that I'd sort of been discovering. My voice as a fiddle player didn't really start to feel complete until I figured out like some way to play American fiddle tunes. And mm. so uncovering the fact that I really like bluegrass has has been interesting. Sometimes I tell this story on stage. You were there, actually, because this was at the Canuck Fiddle Camp. Yeah. There was one year there where I went up to Andrew Van Nordstrand and I said, Andrew, can you teach me to like bluegrass? <laughs> and he said, listen to Kenny Baker and Bobby Hicks. And Basically, I did, and now I like bluegrass. That worked. <laughs> it did, yeah. Yeah. All of these places around upstate New York, I've been playing music from, from these traditions. And then during that lunchtime live stream series, I started learning some tunes from, you know, Hilt Kelly, Mark Hamilton, Ernie McDonald, and to be able to center it on upstate New York. 
how did you how did you learn them? Recordings online or? Yeah, mostly recordings online. Um, I found, you know, I dug around and found this 1990s television interview that Hilt did. Okay. Um, so I I think that was my main source for Apple Brewers. Jim Kimball from out in Western New York, he spent a lot of time with Mark Hamilton. And I think the Mark Hamilton tune, I learned it from a recording of Jim that he had done on a podcast interview. Okay. And then Hope Greitzer has sent me a bunch of recordings that she made of of some of the old timers. So digging through that. Fiddler in, in from Ithaca. Uh Hope's from a little bit south of Ithaca. But yeah, yeah, she lives around here too. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. Uh can I ask you about some of the other tunes? Sure. Because because I play Snowflake Breakdown. I learned yeah. it from David Smuckler um, up in Syracuse. It's a crazy D major, kind of bluegrassy. Is it blue? It's yeah. got a beef a B flat chord in it. It just where'd shows get, up. Yeah. Where where'd you get that one from? So that tune was written by a Canadian fiddler named Wally Trogett. If there are any like vinyl record nerds out there in this audience. It's the same Wally Trogett who went on to become Capitol Records, I think, like, kind of big deal mastering engineer. Before that, he was a Canadian fiddle star, and he wrote this tune. So I, I think I dug up a recording that he made of it, and I listened to, like, 10 other recordings, um, like I do um, probably the two biggest ones for me learning that tune was Bobby Hicks cut it. Um, yeah, really influential bluegrass fiddle player and Shane Cook. Um, okay, also yeah. recorded it. You know Shane's playing. Yeah, yeah. He's a, yeah. He's this incredible um, contemporary uh, Ontario fiddle player, um, and he's been a huge inspiration in terms of how do I take this music that I play and make it extra awesome? He's, he's just amazing. Shane Cook. And so, yeah, he, he recorded Snowflake and, and I, I know I lifted some stuff from him. Any other tunes on the album? You will have a good story behind them. It's like picking a favorite child, Megan. <laughs> um. uh, there's a lot of great stuff on there. I think I think my I think my number one favorite tune title on the album is the Democratic Rage Hornpipe. Okay, but is that actually a hornpipe? I mean, or do you play it as a real? I would say yes, it's a hornpipe. It's definitely the thing that New England fiddle players call a hornpipe. Mm. It's it's definitely not the thing that Irish fiddle players call a hornpipe. Yeah, you have a whole set uh, that includes a bunch of. Of tunes called hornpipe uh, that yep. sound like reels that just to somebody who uh, maybe doesn't know that interesting New England tradition. Yeah, there. Well, and there's. I think there's at least three completely different grooves that could believably be called a hornpipe by different people. There's that. You know what I am most familiar with, honestly, is the New England tradition of playing them just like you would play a reel. Hmm. It's just they've got a lot more arpeggios in them usually. Yeah, um, okay. And then there's the Irish tradition of playing them really swung and a little slower. Yeah. Um, 
with a lot of triplets involved. Mm -hmm. um, and I've, I've got one of those hornpipes on, on the record in a different place. You know, and then there's this whole thing of three, two hornpipes in English fiddle music, which I know little about other than it exists. Okay, me neither. Yeah. Three kinds of hornpipes. At least. I don't, I, I don't think that's an exhaustive list. This turned into like a running discussion during lunchtime live stream between me and the audience. And I looked it up and it's like hornpipe is a really old word that just mean basically means instrument tune. Yeah, that people will use real or the way chorus jig is, is a real, but it's right. called chorus jig. Yeah, I saw that was on your album yeah. too. Yeah. Oh, it's a great tune. Uh, so if people want to hear these awesome tunes and hear your fiddling uh where where can they go to get more information hear the music i have a website timballmusic.com facebook and instagram are timball music it's available on bandcamp right now it'll be on streaming and hopefully on folk radio in the new year that's very exciting because the question for musicians these days is always uh streaming is we don't right. really get income from streaming, so, uh, but people could go to your website or go to Bandcamp and find a way to purchase it. Purchase the? Can they purchase the physical CD? Uh, you you will be able to purchase the physical CD. Uh, I don't have them in hand, uh, mm. although I think they are on a UPS truck headed to my house right now. Oh, okay, great. So check out uh, was it TimballMusic.com. Timballmusic.com. Great. Our tune today is Apple Brewer's Reel, a tune in D major from Tim's album. We're going to get to hear a little preview. This tune comes from the playing of Hilt Kelly, a fiddler from the Catskills, Delaware County, New York. And I read a little bit about Hilt that his grandfather played the fiddle, uh, got a fiddle, learned to play it, and Hilt later played on that fiddle. But I didn't find a lot of information about apple brewers real so tim what can you tell us about this tune i think this was kind of one of hilt's signature tunes like theme song maybe he didn't play this tune for dancing hmm. i don't think um which i don't know seems like a fine dance tune to me yeah it's kind of marchy i like is it but, is it a march yeah is it a real it's called a real in the name i we'll we'll, we'll call it a real because Hilt called it a real okay uh, doesn't sound like an Irish reel, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, no, it's got a real, a real New England, or should we say, upstate New York sound to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely got the vibe. <laughs> I love the B part. That dun 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 dun. Great. Well, uh, before we hear it, I just want to say thank you, Tim, for coming and telling us all about you and your album, Upstate Crossroads. It's really nice to talk to you today. Great to talk to you, Megan. Thanks for having me. Okay, thank you.
listening, you can head over to fiddlestudio.com to find sheet music for this tune and more information about becoming a member of Fiddle Studio. I'll be back next time with another tune for you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you.